have you ever wanted to know what the life of a talent buyer, booking agent like myself is like? This episode, we're going to get into that. What inspired me to get in the business? I'd sort of have to go and look at something, you know, around, I'd say probably 10 years ago, uh, I was working in a bar, from even 12 years ago, I was working in a bar uh, in Surface Paradise, and I was looking at the music and, and the patrons that were coming into the venue, and I felt like there was something missing, like there was, it was such a good venue that we were inside, and it was so much fun, but I felt like everyone was taking themselves too seriously, and I really wanted to, you know, connect more with the patrons, and, and I felt like the, the music that they were playing wasn't current with the times. And, you know, back then, like 10, 15 years ago in Surface Paradise, the music, <laughs> the music wasn't as current, um, you know, like there wasn't things like Spotify, uh, etc. that were keeping DJs up to date with what music was out there. But a lot of the kids were, you know, like MySpace was a big thing. Um, so every, a lot of the kids were up to date with the music, but a lot of the venues that were out there were trying to keep players safe. So there was a lot of house music and there wasn't much electronic music. So I basically wanted to, to run my own, you know, like wanted to go and run my first party. Um, and that's basically, that's, that's what set me on the path. I'd say my toughest challenge came really early on uh, when I was younger. I had a lot of bravado, uh, had a, a really headstrong, my, you know, sort of a lot of people that know me well uh, would say I think a lot with my heart and I booked a lot with my heart. Like I booked what I thought, you know, was current, what was going to be coming up and what was going to be the best thing, but it wasn't necessarily what the market wanted uh, at the time. Um, you know, a lot of the artists I have booked previously when I was younger have gone into bigger and better things, but if the market doesn't care at the time, then your event doesn't exist, you know, it doesn't matter. So you, you need to pay attention to the market at all times. The market is a market is a market. That was <laughs> the biggest thing that I did wrong and straight away my toughest challenge came a couple of years in and I booked an event and the venue, so this, this will teach you about making sure you have contracts with people. The venue that I booked uh, to play these particular DJs at the time ended up closing down two days before I had the event. So I had nowhere to put the DJs, but I was also in a binding contract with the DJs uh, to pay them the money. So no matter what, they, they were guaranteed at least 50%. $4,500 was their fee, which at the time, you know, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, was a lot of money. <laughs> and it sent it, it me down a path where I couldn't ride the ship, you know. I, I, I mean, the next two or three events I'd have to do super cheap, and as soon as you start running things cheaply, all your patrons notice, and, the next two or three events failed and that was the end of that. I had, I had to basically stop doing the events uh, that I wanted to do. But yeah, that, that ended up being coming back, bouncing back from that and getting back into venues probably took me another, uh, I'd say almost a year to have the confidence to go back and do it again. Yeah, I bounced around from job to job there for a while. And you know, it's taking a hit like that does hurt a lot. And these are things you know, that the business doesn't really tell you. you. You know, you can take a hit and it's so personal and you feel like, you've put all your blood, sweat and tears into something and then something so simple like that happens and that's the end of that. And I had to start from scratch and get back into bartending and it, and it hurt a lot and it, yeah, it took me a couple of years to recover from but I ended up finding a really good venue to work for and um, recovered but yeah, that was my toughest challenge. So a typical day for me uh, early on, you know, not even looking at the business now is I'll wake up around 6.30, uh, I make sure to go exercise uh, so I'm energised for the day and, and my head 
is in the game basically. Uh, get into work around 8.30. And then it's a lot of emails. It's, it's not that pretty uh, a lot of the time. It's a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls. You're dealing a lot with, uh, especially on a Monday, Tuesday, it's a lot to do with payroll and a lot to do with venues that you've, you know, a lot of the work of a talent buyer booking agent goes across the weekend. And when you come in Monday, Tuesday, it'll be the venue. So whether it's been a good report or a bad report, you'll go through all the, you know, all, all those events and all the DJs and all, all the artists that have played across the weekend and you get the full rundown uh, of what's happened. And then as you move, you know, sort of later on into the day, it's more following up uh, a lot. You know, you'll, you'll find in the morning you get a lot of emails uh, replying back to situations that have happened or reports, you know, or replies to uh, an act that you might be trying to look to book will come in the morning because everyone first thing in the morning sits down, smashes all their emails out, uh, and then in the afternoon it's more just following those things up. But, you know, it's, it's not much different from everyone else in office life. It, 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 the only thing that sort of changes a little bit is more um, the fun side. You know, you might there might be a nice event on during that day that you can go out and, and check out with one of your artists are playing at. But um, yeah, not too much, not too different from your, your average office uh, everyday life. It's more the weekend uh, that's the weird one where it's you, you know you're travelling around a lot and you're answering a lot of phone calls uh, to do with people out on jobs. Really, like the best thing I find about my job is the when you get an artist and you've taken them a little bit further and you get them, you book them on that really good event and actually being there and, and you know like there's no better feeling whether it's a hundred people or a thousand people when you look at something that you've put together or you you know you like you've planned or you've spoken to or you've been had in motion for a couple of months and the artist is there and they're performing and it's the crowd is literally looking at them and, and like eating it all up there's no better feeling than looking you know you you basically be there and you look your eyes in the eye and they look at you and it's like that bond for like that five seconds where you're both just like, fuck yeah, we're fucking, this is something that's amazing. Uh, I'll never lose that rush of seeing, you know, hundreds, thousands of people all enjoying and all looking up at that, that artist, um, you know, enjoying the show. There's, I think that's why I'll be in this business or I'll be in hospitality until I die. It's just, it's definitely something I, I eat up and, and I fucking love hearing and love seeing and, and just being a part of. You can almost explain it as something that's like euphoric. You, you know, you, you don't you don't need drugs, you don't need alcohol. When you're out there and you're part of the crowd and you know that's something that you've put together with, you know, whether it's with a venue or you've, you know, booked the event yourself, it's a natural high. And for me, there's nothing that'll ever beat that. Before I got into the business, something that I wish I knew uh, was obviously of how cutthroat it is and how much you need to be on your game with contracts and other businesses because they will be on their game. Uh, money, when I was younger, I didn't take money very seriously and, and it's something, <laughs> no matter how young or old you are, you need to take very seriously because it'll affect, you know, it'll fuck your life up if you're not on top of it. And um, yeah, I just wish someone had told, well, I feel like <laughs> a lot of people had told me that maybe I wasn't listening. But it's something I wish I knew deep inside my heart and my soul uh, was how important it is to take everything really seriously and, and to, to make sure you're looked after, you know. Whether, I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve a lot and I tend, you know, like if I take, like I'm real, word is my bond sort of guy. Um, and that's something that will just get you 
lost in this game very quickly. Uh, you need to have contracts, you need to look after yourself. You need to take care of yourself, whether you're out on tour, whether you're out at a DJ set, whether you know, you're booking a $200 DJ down the road. You need to have stop gaps set in place to make sure that your business and you are and your client and your artists are taken care of uh, well before anyone else is taken care of because it's just it's an integral part of the business and I wish someone had told me that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a question that gets asked of me a lot, uh, especially people you know like university. I find as the years go on now, people are looking at university and just wondering why they have to get into so much debt. And here's the tip: you fucking don't. Theory or practice, it's always practice. Like, you know, theory is good for uh, accounts and booking, but even then, if you practice it, you, you're gonna fucking learn it anyway. Like, you, you need, you need experience, and like having experience is it gonna be ten times the amount. Like, there's having experience is gonna be ten times better than than any sort of theory that you can get. No theory in the world. Like I was, I've been, I've run a venue before, and and I've had the toilets upstairs completely clogged up. You know, someone had ripped one of the sensors out. It's completely flooded the venue, uh, and like flooded the whole upstairs, and then it's been leaking into the downstairs. Now, there's no theory book that says, you know, you need to go and turn the outside main on off. You need to <laughs> go and find the source of the plug. Like, you, there's no theory book that will teach you those things. There's no theory book that will teach you, uh, you know, how to make sure the next event pops, how to, how to operate social media properly. People will try to write books for those sort of things, but practice makes perfect, dude. And that, this is literally, I cannot stress that enough, you are 10 times better not worrying about university and getting out there and getting in the market straight away. Uh, the younger, the better, because the, the more you're going to want to learn, the more you want to be a part of it, and the more passion you're going to grow. The quicker the passion is going to grow inside you. Um, chuck the fucking theory book out the window and get out there. I'd have to say my career highlight, it actually came across two events. Uh, and it goes back to sort of the best thing about my job and, and, and how I feel literally about the industry and about music in general. Uh, I was in between a couple of venues. I ended up at the Cooley, uh, the Coolangatta Hotel here on the Gold Coast and I was doing some talent talent buying for there and I happened to get June Rats like literally just before they popped. I think they just got onto Triple J um, that year and we were doing we booked them for Australia Day and we got them for like I'd say a really good price that I was super stoked about. And um, put them on and we ended up selling out the whole venue and, and had, you know, probably because it was because it's multiple levels, we actually had people upstairs and down and then as soon as the band finished we had a uh, like a local DJ, one of my friends Fletcher one of our artists actually, one of the Fletcher that um, played after him and he kept, I'd say, probably three quarters of the crowd well into the night, like we turned the lights off, had all the lights going and it, and it just was such, there's something about like booking an artist that you love and then being able to get them for a good price and then put them on a venue and then watching your mates, like fucking all your mates are there enjoying it and everyone loves it and then at the same time, you know, like you, you as a business make money, yeah, the business that you're booking for makes money, like it's just everyone's sitting there wanking each other off. It's just fucking the best feeling. It's just yeah, it just goes back to that euphoria. And then the other one was was actually before that, uh, when I first came back after I'd been after I'd had you know my first, my toughest challenge basically, and I fucked everything up and I'd lost all my money. Uh, my first booking back was Grafton Prime. Now I don't know whether everyone knows 
who this artist is or who this act is, but Grafton Primary were this big electronic uh, live band at the time, and they had this sound that was sort of new, but it was sort of kind of it was coming out of France at the same like pretty much at the same time Daft Punk and everyone was doing their stuff, so it was more of an Australian electronic dance live band, and they had a massive following at the time, but same thing, I got them literally just before they popped. I'd say the day, you know, a couple of days before their music video dropped and then all of a sudden it was like a whitewash. Like we had the event and within a couple of days their music video came out and then a couple of days later we'd sold every single ticket and there was people ringing us for the rest of the week. Like I think there was like seven days left um, before the event came and we had a phone call, you know, every 10 minutes non-stop about where people could get tickets and how they could get in. We actually released 10 more tickets available in the night and we had over 200 people shop trying to get the tickets. So it, it, it's just moments like that where you know, you've hit the nail on the head and you're like, you, you just want to wake up and high five yourself every morning because you picked the right artist at the right time for the right venue and, and you know, it doesn't get much better than that. A lot of these points are sort of going back on themselves. What advice would I like to give to someone new in the industry? It's get out there and find someone uh, that you know in the industry or that you're associated with or that you look at their business model or you look at the artists that they're involved with and you that's what you love, you know, that's your passion inside the music, whether it be EDM, uh, hip-hop, you know, live music, you, you find what makes you, what gets you up in the morning, that, that bit of passion. If you think this job's for you, find the music that you most love out of this industry and attach yourself to that and find an agency uh, or a talent buyer or a venue that's attached to that style of music and go and work for them. If they don't want to take you on, go and work for them free for a couple of months and learn off them. Uh, you know, there's no better thing than learning from the people that you aspire to be because that's it. Like if you want to, if you, if you want to end up in a business and be like someone else or do what they're doing, find the best one in that business that's doing the job that you like and go and work for them and go and learn as the best.